Hi everyone, uh, BG's Navier. Thank you for showing. Uh, it's a late stream, and it's I couldn't have asked for a better partner to ring in the new year than my dear friend Eric J. Millar of Outlet Press. Um, what you just saw was a video that I shot ten years ago, so in my early twenties on New Year's Eve in Arizona. So look how far we've come. Uh, in any case, you know. There was a part of me that wanted to have uh, some kind of pomposity about making lists and ideas about all of the shit that, is, that transpired uh, personally and otherwise uh, through the past year. But, you know, I'm kind of tired of these year end lists and I'm, I'm very tired of people discussing things that are not experiential to them. And so it is my great pleasure to introduce uh my dear friend and fellow creative collaborator, Eric J. Malar, as we go and discuss, was 2020 a metaphysical gap year? Eric J., nice to see you, buddy. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gap year. I wish it was a gap. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that because uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm right back where I started around this time which is very trippy in and yeah. of itself. But anyway, hey, Kristen, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Um, You know, so I wanted to talk. It's funny because I was talking to you earlier, Eric, about like, what did I do? What did I produce this last year? And it's funny mm. to go back and social media be a journalistic document of everything we're proud of or, you know, promoting and stuff and i have to say you without a doubt took the cake i think for you know <laughs> brilliant works that were you know finished and released and one of them uh the new bottomless bag that's a communal oracle um i couldn't be more proud to have written the forward and to me it's the most like uplifting 2020 thing uh i've been associated with and I think you should do everyone a service and discuss it a bit. Oh, well, uh, Bottomless Bag was a 400-item oracle where I I able to submit items, just lists of random-ass items that they had around them. I wanted people to not know what I was doing, didn't want them to think about what I was, what I needed them for. I just wanted 20 random pieces of detritus and i turned that into a 400 item oracle over the like the last six months so let's, let's has it explain been six months? a little bit has it damn you're a quick turnaround <laughs> <laughs> it, it might actually only be like four or five <laughs> well let's let's talk about this because you you gathered lists from people like me nish mm -hmm. um Douglas Bachelor, uh, you know, yeah. um, uh, the list goes on. Uh, I, how, I even, how, how many was it? 30? Yeah. Uh, 30. 30. Yeah. I even somehow managed to get 
list from a couple of my artistic heroes and those were those are good days i got like steve aylett that's who did, right. like the book slaughtermatic and um i got shannon wheeler the the guy who created too much that's coffee right. man too much coffee man yeah 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 that's and amazing more recently cartoonist for the new yorker <laughs> and so, so just just to give like a you know for people that aren't familiar with bottomless bag so you asked for a list of mundane objects for yep like how was there a certain amount i, I forget um i asked people for anywhere between five and 20 and right. when if somebody gave me a list of 20 i i still have to i gotta send them a piece of artwork as kind of a reward for giving me a big list yeah because 20 is kind of a little bit of a chore <laughs> yeah. and I still have to mail them out, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get there soon. 2021, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right here. It starts all over. Um, you know, we'll get into that later, how this isn't, you know, I'm still finishing projects from this past year that, you know, were meant to be released in 2020, but now there'll be 2021 projects. Um, yeah. But you know what you did and, I hope you can, you know, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast and we talk about it every day. Me and you are different kind of anarch mm -hmm. anarchic magics. Um, yours is what you call mundane magic. And so this was yeah. part and parcel to that. So you asked for otherwise mundane items like in my list, you know, I had like cassette tape, cowboy hat, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, things yeah. That were like, I, I I yeah, think Sharpie marker was one of yours. Yeah, Sharpie. Yeah. You know, because you were you were one of the, you know, the biggest um, objectives was not to overthink it was just look around the room. Yeah. 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 Just whatever's around you, whatever is like instinctually the things that you wouldn't just gravitate towards. Yeah. And then so you compiled these lists, you illustrated everybody everybody's items yep uh created a sometimes a really haunting sentence definition for them <laughs> my favorite though was cowboy hat in that it was like a western like western wear or something you know just like something very <laughs> yeah 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 above yeah uh, i wanted i wanted like none of the descriptions to be more than like five words long <laughs> yeah i want to go want to go like the opposite of uh impossible game impossible, and opposite yeah. of uh disruption generator and just be like short you got to figure it out yourself so to me this was you know i called it in the forward this is the 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 third and kind of final act of your oracular experiments first one was uh disruption generator second one impossible mm -hmm. game the first one disruption generator was like kind of an anti-tarot uh, I always say that, yeah. you know, I'm sure that pisses a lot of people off, but <laughs> like an anti-tarot. <laughs> um, impossible game was, uh, you know, just a never-ending um, kind of oracular game. And then mm -hmm. uh, Bottomless Bag is both. Like it's yeah. both in a way. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, yeah, it's kind of meant to be like, like uh, the the bag of holding from Dungeons and Dragons, 
right. in an odd way. It's like a it's like a mundane bag of holding. A mundane Felix bag of tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> or or like uh one of my biggest inspirations for it was uh the character Drywall from Scud the Disposable Assassin, where he's just this sack boy that has a bunch of zippers and hands that pull out random shit because he always gets too panicked and he he's disorganized <laughs> he doesn't know the tool to get to yeah just yeah, oh no not like, this not, ask yeah. for a gun and he pulls out a horse yeah <laughs> so what has been you published it this last month like it's finally out yeah it was probably like a couple weeks yeah ago. i think about two weeks yeah two yeah. or three weeks ago so what has been the feedback like? Because I know, and I have to say, one of the best things to see this past year were people really tuning into the Disruption Generator and the Impossible Game. Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, you know, it really grabbed a lot of people. Have you found that quite yet with Bottomless? Not yet, but the other ones were pretty slow, too. Like I've sold, I think I'm at five copies right now. I think some people might be confused about whether or not it's actually done because I'm still doing uh, the weekly releases on Way the Hollowed. So explain that. So, so maybe every people, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every Monday I do 10 of the items and I'm doing them in the order that they are in the book. And it's kind of like, I want people to have a free version. It's just, they're going to have to wait it out. Yeah. But if they want to pay if they want to pay $15, they can have the full version right now. It's like freeware. I mean, it's a hefty ass book. There's 400 components. Like I don't you know, yeah. that PDF it's, would be uh, It's a 400 a troubling. It's a yeah. 470 book, 470 <laughs> pages. Mm-hmm. It's 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 huge. So my forward I, wasn't I 223 it. pages, right? No, not quite. Let's see. <laughs> Or Let's 70 see if this pages. Works. There we go. Like it's, it's oh yeah, show fucking it. thick. <laughs> Can you see that? Oh yeah. Like it's it's that size, but it's that thick. So <laughs> it's like an inch a, and a quarter thick. Explain a little bit on how someone would use it like as an oracular device. Well, it's meant to be a dice rolling kind of thing mm-hmm. where you roll two 20-sided dice. And it's a lot like the Impossible game where instead of adding the numbers together, you'll take, you'll have a primary number and a secondary number where it's going to be, if you roll a 17 and a 3, you're going to go to item 17-3. Nice. Okay. So it's it's a bit in the impossible game. I mean, that's how I'd have to do it with the disruption generator too. The D and D, uh, yeah. correlations, <laughs> you know, make a lot of sense. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Is so that just, even visible? No, a little bit. There you go. Sea spray. What does that say? I can see. Yeah. Let's see. I saw it just for a second. It's too bright. Sea spray. Way too bright. Yeah. What the hell is sea spray? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh it's the sea spraying up, I guess, you know, on the shore. Oh, okay. I, nice. Yeah. Yeah, the opposite page. Let's see if I can let's see if this I works thought it better. was like a bathroom air freshener. Yeah. Oh, it could be. 
Let's see. Does it look better there? Yeah, I can see that. There we go. Yeah, and it's like the op- opposing page is Cicada. Nice. So Big fan of Cicadas from, you know, my Southwestern days. They're haunting is, little buggers. That is actually... That's one of my favorite descriptions, too. It's the bringer of overbearing song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. We... To me, it's like that's the the ancient hum of like Arizona, is that fucking cicada rhythm? Oh, okay. <laughs> Minnesota too. Oh, really? Minnesota, Minnesota's got those things too. It, it's they're loud. Wasn't it's, there a thing horrible. like every seventeen years <laughs> or something they come out? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, so you know, I can't emphasize this enough that the communal aspect of it. Um, You know, my past year has been uh, a major experiment in parasocial relationships. And I think (laughs) it has been, you know, for all of us considering, you know, what's happened in the world and being static, like a, you know, piece of film in a projector that gets stuck and burns through. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to me, this was, it was like, it didn't have a lot of the, the pomposity of saying like, you know, oh, let's, you know, do this major thing. Or like I have been with the audio sigil. It was just give me lists. Okay. Mm. Illustrate them. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, well, I mean, everybody's so fucking stressed out right now and they've been continually stressed out for 10 months now. Yeah, it's like making a list of ten or twenty items. That's easy. That's not asking yeah. for much. <laughs> well, it's funny too, and you should talk about this. So, uh, you took out some things from people's lists. Can you describe <laughs> what didn't work? I took out any name brand items. I took out anything that espouses any kind of spiritual belief. Like a particular spiritual belief. I took out... Oh, fuck. What else did I take out? Um, Something about like Basically proper nouns. Yeah, proper nouns. Any proper nouns. (laughs) Like somebody somebody put uh, like Christopher Walken on their list. (laughs) It's like... And it's like, I would get sued if I put Christopher Walken Uh in there. I'm not going to put... I'm not gonna put Christopher Walken in there. Also, Christopher Walken is anything but mundane. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you know, sorry, that's yeah. like the only, only, <laughs> only impression you'll ever get. That and Jimmy Stewart from me. But um, yeah. uh, so and this this happened, you know, at the apex, I think, because you mm-hmm. asked for these lists a couple months ago, and like we were in the down and dirty with yeah with covid and i just i just thought it was just such a beautiful way to create something you know divinatory uh considering we are existing with all of these mundane objects around us all the time now it's not oh yeah it's like look around that's 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 your universe now like forever <laughs> you know so oh, you kind I of gave I didn't it even power think of that yeah i didn't even think of that part of it but yeah yeah, yeah. You kind that's, of you gave them, a... you gave them power, you know, in a in yeah. a fun way, and had people meditate on, you know, what am I living around? Like, 
what you know what is hanging around me at all times like what's on my desk on my cluttered desk or you know all these yeah other things <laughs> it just seemed to like as a perfect and i think yeah. am i wrong in saying that that's the you know that's the beauty and mundane magic though it's well, kind I mean, of that is finding the that is like the yeah yeah in everything around you yeah in everything yeah yeah mundane magic it's just about what's around you like it's the garbage yeah. <laughs> exactly or, or as philip k dick called it the kipple right the detritus yeah yep because honestly that is what follows you like you're always going to be around that uh, Navier is saying animism, but I wouldn't even classify that as animistic. It's it's not like giving it a soul or purpose yeah. necessarily of its own, like you know, volition. It's uh, yeah. making it m- like a, a mystical, impactful thing to you, yeah. right? Yeah, I think it. I think it edges on animism. Yeah, but it doesn't quite fully go there. If you want to go there with it, then yeah, sure, right. it could totally be an, an animistic oracle to you, but it won't be that to everybody. How do you feel? This isn't uh, this isn't a trap question, I promise. But like, <laughs> you know, there has been a huge advent of people using and discussing your oracle devices. Like, what is a kind of common thread uh, that you're finding? with that um i i i don't know if there is a common thread right honestly everybody seems to do things their own ways i mean is that good (laughs) as as the person that makes the thing i gotta it's sometimes hard for me to just shut my mouth and be like okay this is their deal now it doesn't belong to me i don't get to tell people what to do yeah (laughs) You know, that was Whatever. that's that's been my thing with a lot of like magical trajectories is ascribing too much. Like I talked I talked with Phil Hine about that, about chaos magic. Yeah. Like are we putting too much of ourselves or like are we, you know, kind of cornering it in a way that it makes it you know, there's a routinization with it or something. You know? Yeah. I t- I took that to heart and I thought about you too about you know, people as someone that's created oracular devices, like uh, you know, there must be some hard edged, you know, feelings that you have, as like Phil Hine had with he had this anecdote about the you know, the podcast that talked about condensed chaos, and he's like, I don't agree. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, what what you're doing with it, but hey, that's you know, that's yeah. you. Yeah. And I I think every person that creates something oh, yeah. that has moving parts has to get used to people improvising with those things. I mean, I, I, I get a little bit of a twitch once in a while, but for, <laughs> a little itch. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the most part, I, I kind of just shut up and let people do their thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny too, Eric, you know, we talk like it's a, it's an, it's been an absolute pleasure to work with you uh, for so for a few years now and you're the first person I wanted to talk to you about, you know, kind of an end of the year thing, because I felt like yeah. we were both on these trajectories of finding our own anarchic magics, whether I call it divergent or you call it mundane, but they intertwine. 
like so readily yeah and so much you know uh, what what is like because i know you've been working on a mundane magic sort of script you know or yeah or text like can you talk a little bit more about what the the purpose of it is or can you i hate to ask uh, you to dumb it down but it's already <laughs> dumbed down it's mundane well, magic right <laughs> Like the weird thing about that is I tried to get that book going. Like I tried and it basically became bottomless bag. <laughs> like yeah. bottomless bag is basically what that idea turned into is it's like, it's weird to write your beliefs and tell people that this is how something is because yeah. it's like how I view mundane magic is very much my own thing and i would feel so weird telling somebody to like do things the way i do things it's as you were saying you know about the art you know there's that you know great axiom that you know what once was yours is everybody else's now once you release it yeah you know you yeah. can't it'd be you know just uh backwards to police how it touches people but you know, and not no but I didn't mean to cancel out everything mm. I just said. <laughs> you know, there is there is a like a, a passion and a camaraderie within people finding their own kind of language mm -hmm. with it, you know, that I yeah. always really enjoy. And I think Monday Magic sung to me as it's it's kind of like the brass tacks of of finding you know beauty and in the ho-hum yeah, yeah yeah and like it's it's almost like seeing the world like a child like my my three-year-old son has been essentially the biggest inspiration for mundane magic that i could ever ask for because to him shit's always new like i'm i'm a cynical i'm a cynical bastard half the time you know <laughs> But my three-year-old son is super cheerful. Like, I gave him a conch shell today, and that thing is the most magical item in his life now. And it will be for the next day. You can and hear then, the ocean. Yeah, and two days from now, it'll be a, a, a shiny rock he finds on the street, you know? And that'll be it. the most magical thing. And, I still have that, you know, in me at points. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, I try. Yeah, we talk about that a lot too, just the absence of that world world view, you know, through the trials and tribulations of adulting and growing. Yeah. There's something very metaphysically prescient in children and how they see the world, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is a I would totally agree. This is like another way to remember mm -hmm. simpler times, you know, simpler beauties. Yeah. 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 When, you know, a, a weird looking toy car can mean more than just <laughs> a weird looking toy car. You know, I, re I remember sleeping with the first guitar I ever got when I was like <laughs> seven. Like I put yeah. covers over it, you know, <laughs> and like really wanted to take care of it. And to me, Monday Magic's like it's doing that. It's tucking in all of the things that you use, maybe take for granted, you know, see in your peripheral. Like it's it's tucking them in and whispering, "Thank you," you know. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's, it's the weirdest thing. Like I, I worked in factories for about 15 years. Like right now I have a weekend job where I work at a, a car dealership. But before that, for 15 years, I worked with just machines. Yeah. And I was really, really good at it. But it wasn't because I was extra skilled or anything like that. It was because I treated the machines like they were animals that I was tending right. to. They weren't just machines to me. They were animals that I was tending to. They were my machines. And I fed them properly. And I spoke nicely to them. And I coaxed them into doing what I wanted. And I did things five times better than all my coworkers because my machines did what I asked them to do. I adore that. And that, that is animism <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I adore that. Cause like, I see it through your work. There's a lot of gears and grind and like machinery and, you know, oh, yeah. it's like a big backbone, I think to outlet press, even when you get into the biological stuff, you know, yeah. like poison, you know, like all of these, kind of biological things almost have like a machine like quality to them and that we're all just oh, yeah. you know these amorphous amoebas confining to you know the gears of nature or whatever like i can get yeah really woo on it but um yeah i wanted to ask you i don't know if you've announced this yet and we can edit this out <laughs> um i don't want to put you in the spot should it should it preface you with this but you have told me that bottomless bag will be the last of the outlet press names it will it will okay. it is the it is the end of outlet press and i've i've been i've said that pretty publicly already okay, good. it's like yeah 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 with, we've talked about this, it a lot yeah with this it's over not my bookmaking but outlet press is dead right it's yeah, it's the death of the pseudonym. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, it felt constraining at this point to try and pretend to be a professional publishing outfit where it's really it's it's always just been me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <how you> feel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's just me and my computer and my my drawing pads, and it's just. It's time to give up the ghost on the, the air of professionalism and just kind of make stuff. Well, yeah, just let it rest for a little bit at least. You know, who knows what the future yeah. holds. But do you have uh, another kind of uh, publishing identity um, or, you know, other areas that you really want to embark on that maybe aren't so tied to the oeuvre that is Outlet Press? Um. Well, mostly I just, I, I'm ready to do things that aren't intended to be in books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I still plan to like collect everything up into books, mm -hmm. but in a different way, like, like I want to do a little bit of sculpture. I want to do some paintings again. There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm planning on doing, I'm calling it Outlet Almanac. It's going to be once a year. I just publish, like, I'll gather up everything I've done from the year, take photos, do whatever I got to do, and just be like, this is what I did this year. I love that. This is the shit I did this year. I should, you know, 
I think we should all aim in some sort of way to do that. There's something that's more, you know, self-affirming than actually affirming by just continuously putting stuff out. <laughs> you know? yeah. And yeah. I think I know from my stance, if I just like, you know, waited, did like a couple of big projects, you know, a year or two instead of, yeah. um, you know, stressing about not that's not to say that all the projects aren't big in their own way, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I always feel compelled to work and yeah. I don't know if that's just like my my Midwestern upbringing telling me that I got to work and I just can't stop myself. <laughs> exactly. But like this year I made, I made three books this year. Yeah. And it doesn't like, I, I, I hadn't even realized that I released impossible game this year too. Yep. Like I released that back <laughs> in February. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? That was yeah. this year. <laughs> It felt uh, like two years ago. <laughs> it's the perfect transition into what the fuck was this year? Oh, <laughs> God. A fucking what, cosmic sinkhole. That's what this we, is. <laughs> but I wouldn't consider it. And so my thesis is, is that it was both, yes, a metaphysical gap year and no, not a metaphysical gap year. Yeah. Do you, can you describe, I mean, obviously with the creative work that you've done, it wasn't a metaphysical gap year, but are there other yeah. machinations that caused you to, you know, kind of doubt that? Like, what what has this year felt to you, you know, uh, now looking back? Long. Yeah. Long. <laughs> long and not altogether pleasant. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a winter. Because, yeah, yeah, it's this entire year has felt like a winter. I mean, it like essentially my year started with my entire family getting sick. That's right. So, and we 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 can't confirm that it was COVID because at the time there were no COVID tests around. But I know I still got lung junk. <laughs> like, you know, ten months later. Yeah, like, scary. And I know your little one, there was a scare for that too. And yeah, I I yeah. know, yeah. you know, how hard it is to wade through a lot of the pish posh and applesauce, you know, of, of how, yeah how it's affecting people and what it is. And the truth is, is that it is affecting people. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. deeply and starkly like, you know, Oh, Oh Yeah. Like whether deaths are inflated or whether blah 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 blah, like it's still happening. And this yeah. this year was unprecedented, and yeah. you know it got dark. And I can't shake this blanket of which we all live under now. You know, there's yeah. something that makes me feel very alone and solemn about it. But there's also that contradictory nature where I feel more kind of in tune with people you know across the world than i have and that's what 2020 yeah for me was yeah yeah we're kind of all in the same shit mm -hmm. which i mean that's been unusual especially for our generation 
Where I think I think a lot for like people about our age, we basically just all kind of had our little cause clicks, you know, yeah. where everybody has their own tragedies, everybody has their own like the cross sections of people, everybody's got their own shit that they've been dealing with. Like this is the first time like communally, like the entire entire world's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. You know? And you know, to be frank about it too like i wasn't you know as a freelancer um you know i i didn't have a lot of the safety net that and americans don't have a safety net like to be quite honest but i don't know there's no real such thing so it's been it's been a lot of trials and tribulations this year i think i was doing the notes i think i worked 17 different freelance gigs i worked um six different in-person gigs uh yeah like that's a lot of change a lot of (laughs) you know crazy yeah um that's a lot of hustle a lot of hustle and i think i was telling you this the other day like I was telling Sam Shadow because we talk a lot, and I was telling Sam, yeah. uh, I was telling her that like, I'm back. I got another. I got my freelance gig back that I started this year with. So it's almost like this year never yeah. happened. I'm like right back, you know, yeah. <laughs> right back yeah. to where it started. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. So That's, it is. That it's, is nuts. It's a physical gap here, but I have to say. Yeah. You know, through and oh god, there's been trials and tribulations, you know, quote unquote metaphysically too, like yeah. handling stress, mental health, mm-hmm. um, you know, alcohol, like it, you know, uh interpersonal relationships, like everything was put to the test this year. Oh yeah, yeah, like everything. Yeah, I definitely I didn't quite have as many like like job things. I have the same job I had when I started the year out. Right. I like my wife and I got surprisingly fucking lucky that this entire year we've held the same jobs and we haven't missed a single hour of work. And it is so Eric, the, you're like you're crunchy. I'm crunchy? You're crunchy. Am I still crunchy? Yeah, a little bit. Shit. I will. Mm. I hate. I know. I hated to cut you off because you're the best. Uh, and that's what. It's all good. If, if, I'm, if I'm sounding all crunchy and weird. Yeah. I, sounds like I a connection crunchy? issue. Yeah. You're a little bit. Little bits crunch. Let's see if I can move closer to the window. Um, see if let that me helps anything. Check out the chat. Six cents. Always a pleasure, dude. Uh, thank you for showing up. BGs. Oh, she, uh, she left, but. Uh, Big fan of BGs. I hope you're having a great end of the year hoopla. And of course, Christian Murray Flory. Uh, it's so good to see you, dude. It's it's been a while. Uh Navier. Oh, shit. Yeah, you remember Christian? Christian? Yeah. Yeah, Christian. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, he's in the chat, which is great. Um yeah, you sound better now. I moved the, the phone closer to the window. <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Navier, obviously, I, I called out, but uh, I want to thank everyone for being here. You know, um, 
Eric is, he's got a lot of responsibility and yeah, you know, there's certain times that we can chat like this and live stream and, uh, yeah, so I right. want to thank Eric for you know staying up after a long day and doing this. Uh, I'm I'm usually up until twelve thirty, anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get like four and a half, five hours of sleep these days. So, all right. So where were we? We were punching twenty twenty in the dick. Uh, all right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was talking about how lucky my wife and I were for keeping our jobs all year. But our our big struggle was raising a three-year-old in a time where he can't see people. Yeah. And, like, three years old is the prime time for kids to start, like, socializing and learning how to socialize. And my son's best friends right now are our cats. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> he does meow yeah, sometimes. You know, so I was teaching... <laughs> I was teaching during COVID, you know, one of the funniest uh, advents of all of it were the parents, like they didn't care. They dropped them off. They kicked them out of the car. Just like, just handle them, you know? Oh my God. And yeah, it it was, (laughs) it was sad because you could tell these kids were just pent up and kind of, you know, vibrating on this chaotic level because they couldn't, do what they need to do, which is, you know, go get dirty and, you know, yeah. run around. Um, yeah. And so, like, teaching them how to, you know, throw knives and shoot arrows and start fires was, it felt like this, it was dangerous because they were so pent up. I want to burn yeah. things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they were like ticking oh, time those bombs. Days. I yeah. Know, right? But uh, to, <laughs> So does your son, does he have, like, is there a safety net for family, friends, and children that he can kind of see? Uh, we, it... we made friends during the during the pandemic because the one place we could take him every day was a, uh, a big park that's near our house. Yeah. And every day for the first, like, six months of COVID, we just went to the park and walked every day and we just kept running into the same these same people so he's got a friend that he sees <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah so he he gets some human interaction that's outside of the house but you know before well, that there were like play groups and shit like that <laughs> right of course like play dates yeah and uh, preschool, you know, like, or yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he'd be starting preschool in the ideal world, but that world is that's, gone now. That's crazy. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if this, you know, there's a part of me that makes me think that this will make him stronger in a familial sense. I think with mine yeah. around that age, I was switched around too much, I never had anything constant. So, yeah, you know, I think it's it's probably a good thing in the long run that, you know, he's oh, so yeah. tied to his home life. And you got a soldier instead of a renegade, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been lucky. Like I before this even like. Like I stayed home five days a week, I watch him Monday through Friday mm-hmm. and my wife works most of the time. So like his home life has been like a steady fucking rock 
<laughs> I love it that. Has, it has it's been unchanged for three years. Yeah. So well, three and a half. So like to him, the world is not different. It's also part and parcel to your uh your creative uh your productivity habits too. Yeah. You carve out a time every day. Yeah, I think you've said 90 minutes, yeah. you know, to illustrate and do things, yeah. but you've somehow turned it into like a completion thing. And to me, this year, the biggest thing I needed was a routine or a ritual. Mm-hmm. And I've even through divergent magic have composed these crazy, you know, anything to just get this things get these things sequestered, you know, like so yeah. that I can continuously build on stuff. But with this year and how um rambunctious it's been with you know income and all that other stuff like i yeah the one thing i wanted this year was a routine and i could not be afforded it (laughs) yeah well yeah needing to do that that many different things to make ends meet yeah that that's routines impossible in that environment i was writing about comic books at the beginning of the year for screen i remember that how funny is that yeah yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah. And uh I just it wasn't paid well and there wasn't enough hustle and like I had enough like wiggle room to be like, no, I'm I'm cool, I don't need it. And you know, yeah. Little did we know <laughs> late February. Yeah, yeah, shortly thereafter, everything else just fell apart. But yeah, it's it's definitely been a or an experimental year. You know, we yeah. talk all the time, so you're very like privy about, you know, <laughs> like what I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try that. You know. Yeah. Um, a big thing, and I wanted to bring up was you know social media this past year. Mm-hmm. I think you came to Twitter pretty yep. much this last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit my one year anniversary like a month ago. Yeah. And that's about. I still right don't know what me. to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right for me. I mean, I had Twitter accounts, but I never used them until the advent of all of this. Um, YouTube, yeah. like I had YouTube accounts, I'd randomly upload, but was never something I was consistent at, like at all until yeah. this year. You know, and there's been some very fun lessons about. <laughs> social media um yeah and these parasocial relationships that you know we have with each other uh a lot of them good though the good outweighs the bad but the bad you know stung enough yeah so yeah 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 i mean i had i had my little bit this year so Mm -hmm. with the uh, with the falling apart of a project that i was working on with somebody yeah you know and like that's the thing with me was they weren't project based, you know, yeah. they were just like, Hey, we're all getting along. Oh, we think we know each other. Oh, shit's turned sour. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like well, the, I, think, I don't, I think, I don't that think anything was, the core was productive. Of mine too. Yeah. Yeah. I was say, you know, at least there was like a, a production involved with mine. It was very much the production of, you know, 
like random wants and needs like there wasn't it wasn't like we were working on something so yeah i mean there was that one like the saturday saturday side side show well i mean and i'm still got everybody together yeah i you know i was thinking about that today um i love that uh that was though when that happened that was the beginning of some background issues yeah um and it wasn't even you know sayroth came up with it and i wanted to help and then somebody couldn't be a part of it because of blah 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 and i had to step yeah. in and kind of orchestrate and do it on uh stevie's channel and i didn't know it now i didn't know it then but later it became kind of a source of soreness for people within the group even though it was just that you know we just all wanted to do something goofy Lollapalooza, you know stream yeah fun stuff but i was thrown into kind of the the wilderness when it came to i didn't know zoom really i didn't know how to juggle or dj or vj you know but that was great fun I i look upon that that was awesome and you know I've kept 99% of those connections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you ninety 97% of those connections. Yeah. But, you know, there's a road to redemption through all of it. I think, to me, this was a heavy year about um, being you know, new to a group and a community and being, you know, like, I don't know, like very excited and overtly like interested and funny and kind of sardonic. And then you find that, you know, you don't really know the weight of things by not knowing them that well. I mean, this was like the beginning of the year is when I met a lot of people through YouTube you know yeah and uh it, it, the ones that matter that i care about are still floating the ones that i care about but just aren't ready i think for my healing <laughs> that sounded very egotistical <laughs> the ones that you know i'm not ready to heal with yet i'm still fine yeah on, you know yeah um yeah it's just been a strange thing and we're acting like this is this is like part and parcel to what happened you know in like the portland music scene or no you know any music scene i've been into where you know people are hanging out and drinking and having fun getting to know each other and then something sets something off and then things get really weird and that you know what i mean it's it's weird that this oh, yeah. is all happening online yeah yeah that is kind of a weird uh a, a weird change because i mean i've been parts of friends group that the friend groups that have had that kind of situation where just like that one weird thing happens and everybody just it explodes yeah and yeah seeing seeing that happen online in kind of a public forum is interesting 
yeah, there's been some kind of half public, half not public. <laughs> you know, we can talk about that. There's been some dark fucking shit, some dark shit. Uh, yeah. uh, adjacent to me, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you just don't know. You don't know. Like I have a a person. I was I was talking to Sam about this. Part of my mental health issues is that like I can't really understand ulterior motive. Like I can't. Yeah. I don't get when someone's not direct, and but I do get like sardonic humor and stuff. Although I have to ask. Like, oh, yeah, all right. Or like, oh, that's funny, you know? And my reaction yeah. is kind of a barometer to see if that's true. Yeah. Like, with this, it's like, I cannot read you. I can't see or understand, you know, who you are, what your intentions are. Um, yeah. And you're not direct. You know, there's people that just, that just aren't direct, that are happy being you know, who they are online or whatever. And I, I'm new to yeah. that. So this, this year has been a crash course in YouTube philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, funny. that's, that's part of why I can't stand Twitter. Like I'm on Twitter. I interact on Twitter, but like, I, People are me- fucking mean on Twitter. <laughs> People are fucking mean. Yeah. Like, I don't understand it. Like, people I don't came- act like that in their real lives. <laughs> I came to Twitter late. Actually, 2020 yeah. is like my true Twitterdom. I mean, yeah. pun intended. And like that, like, I've had a good relationship with it. You know, it's weird. Like everyone's like, oh, Twitter's toxic and stuff. It's like maybe because I'm late and I never trusted it to begin with. Yeah. You know, Facebook is one I left in the lurch, to be honest. Yeah. I left Facebook, you know. Yeah, I way behind I I only use I only use Facebook to to lecture my rural family on political (laughs) shit. (laughs) Yeah. But like Twitter, Twitter feels like you walk into a building and like you're walking down the hall and out of most rooms, people are like happy. They're like sharing photos. And then you find that one room where there's like 20 people just yelling at each other. Yeah. You know, I guess (laughs) what happened was like I was able to farm and this this might be a bad thing because it's a bit of an echo chamber uh, because I don't really look through the feed. Like I post and then talk with other people or like if something catches my eye, but I'm not sitting there looking for something. Um, And it was the same with Facebook, you know, (laughs) like I dip in, dip out. (laughs) Yeah. See, I I wish I had that self-control. Like I, I dip in and then I scroll as fast as I can, just try to find the highlights and then dip out. Well, here's the rub, Eric. Uh, it's YouTube. Yeah. YouTube is the one you can't dip and dip out with. If yeah, you're you got to keep watching. You yeah, if you're and if you're creating content on something like you know, people are very vocal about uh, yeah their aggravations or whatever. Which I'm 
I'm absolutely fine with and for, but you know, it's been more about people discussing. Like I'm, I I want to be honest and talk about you know my trials and tribulations and like you know my personal shit. But when mm-hmm. I was thought to, you know, by somebody that I would bring drama by assessing drama by name to people, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you don't understand me. That's not something I would ever do. But that's the YouTube yeah. sphere, you know? That's yeah. That's what people expect people to do. And it scares the shit mm-hmm. out of me. I'm like, no, I'm not fucking talking about it. I'm just like, We'll go into the backyard, you know, hash it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't need to call it out. Yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I have I have no want to bring that into you know my already fragile state of mind. <laughs> but yeah. Oh shit, Una, Una song. I miss you, Una. I was just thinking about you the other day. Uh, Una was, you know, someone that I think I, I got to know really well in the beginning of 2020, like that mm-hmm. 2019, 2020, she's really incredible. Um, and I hadn't seen her in forever. So it's good to see you, Una. Uh, Maybe it's the late believe. night. Yeah. It's the late <laughs> night crowd. <laughs> I'd much rather this, Eric, we should do this more often. This is, yeah. A lot like more magic vexing. after dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more X hexing. You know, that that was a big thing when we were talking about I started making lists and I have some notes mm-hmm. and stuff to things I want to talk about with the year, but you know, I don't want to give it too much gumption, like too to overproduce. Like I want more of just two friends that have been very in touch over this past year talking about you know this this past year so yeah well i mean yeah this year the two of us have gotten way closer yeah for sure it's true and nah probably the best part of my 2020 uh ditto kiddo yeah (laughs) well i was saying like you know the bottomless bag to me is like the perfect anecdote or antidote yeah. uh, to 2020. Like, it yeah. just is. Like, you, you, you somehow made people realize the things around them, you know, have beauty and power. Mm-hmm. And everyone quarantined. They're with them all the time. Cowboy hats and amps, yeah. and cassette tapes, and God knows what else. <laughs> Gummy worms. Yeah. Know? Well, it was the weirdest thing. I could always tell when what room somebody was in when they wrote their list. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like what, one list, it was just kitchen items. I'm like, obviously, you are at your kitchen table right now. That's looking funny. at your kitchen shit. Nah, it's been a yeah. Good no, year. it felt like a good project. Yeah, it's been a but. good year for forwards for me. Oh, I didn't yeah. tell you. Um, you know, so I wrote the foreword to Derek's last book, right? That he published in August around his birthday. Uh, And I used, I framed it in a way to talk about this record that I loved when I was a kid. Unwound, leaves, turn inside you. Um, 
It didn't pass the Mary test for the forward, but Derek liked it very much, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because she's like, what is this, a review for a record? I don't get it. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I found out, and this is really weird and haunting, that the bassist, who's one of my favorite bassists of all time, worked with, like, Blonde Redhead and, you know, Unwound. Oh, and cool. Stuff. He passed away like right when the forward like the book was published of me like exclaiming how good his work was holy shit yeah i found that out like a month ago my friend was like hey did you know Vern rumsey died it's like what how he's like yeah like back in august and it's like that's how that's, that's how heavy. much i'm just not in tune with you know musical trades <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i thought that was very strange there's there's yeah, like that's, a coda to that you know yeah that's a, that's a heavy confluence yeah well let's look okay let's see what else <sighs> so my projects that it started in 2020 that'll have to be released in 2021 (laughs) uh the audio sigil obviously which me Mm -hmm. and you collaborate on uh i will say we the hollowed uh was a huge standout to me in 2020 i think the site's been more international and just fun there was some rubs but (laughs) we don't need to go there now uh your 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 consistent posting my consistent posting people like sam shadow lord josh sarah the mage you know uh michelle Embry, um mm-hmm. which i could say were all of my favorite uh podcasts with naviate like doing the liminal streams was fun that was a cool experiment to do one weekly naviate thomas sheridan Douglas Batchelor, you, you know, uh, Derek yeah. Hunter and Niche, which, you know, I think to me, that one I look back to, especially about how to feel about my my personal confluence between integrity and social media. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I I feel the same way. Like, I haven't really kind of I haven't had the same feelings towards social media since that episode yeah kind of kind of dredged some stuff up that i hadn't really known was there before well it's hilarious like i got um wrapped up in stuff you know um after posting that but you know i'm gonna be real with you like once i hear something it's not like it changes me forever like i'm gonna have to sit with it or yeah like i'm still gonna have to learn the hard way like i am you know, and yeah, uh, the beauty of like Prag Magic, the 18 interviews I had this past year, and the many appearances I had on other podcasts like, those are all documents I can go back to and be like, What did I miss? You know, yeah, and that's a big thing for me. Was it became more of an educational tool this year for sure, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. You you did some really killer interviews this year. Like I, as a friend, I'm very proud of you. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Tell me more. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, it's funny because you know there's still a part of me that's like that treats it as an educational tool, but I still want to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to. You know, I don't want like the. I guess it was an educational gap year, <laughs> or <laughs> uh, you know, a, a create. No, it wasn't a creative gap year. I'm very excited about the audio sigil. Like I have been working on yeah. that, and you know, to be fair, it's only been six months. <laughs> it's it's only you know, been, it's been six like fucking eight, months. It's been like eight months. Oh God. These last six months felt like a year on their own. So yeah. like, it's really like time measurement this year has been so hard. Stinky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, tell me what's on the horizon. I know you talked about oh. wanting to do sculptures and I was going to ask you quite formally, formally, mm. if you wanted to illustrate Divergent Magic. Oh yeah, yeah. I got time now. Yeah. <laughs> if if there's anything like I, got... I take from, you know, this year, it's that confluence between mental health and metaphysics, and oh yeah, a a popper's guide, you know. Oh yeah. Both because yeah. I could I couldn't find the help I needed all year. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It took me eight months to get my license or my permit because my license expired like a while ago like yesterday man like i i feel so bad for people dealing with that stuff like right now right now is bureaucratic hell mhm i know like and you know my, firsthand no. yeah my wife works for the state yeah like she's she's a she's a government worker and it's a fucking shit show <laughs> I'm sure for them too to be fair. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. No, like the the higher up it goes, the easier they have it. Cuz it's it's a lot like the corporate structure where it's like the higher higher levels, they're just working from home. Like they turn on their computer, they don't even have to put their pants on. <laughs> but then you got people out in the field just working in the shit, you know? That's I mean, I don't think anyone at the, you know, government offices wear pants anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't really have to. They all got the that counters. That was the longest, darkest stare you've ever given me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I, it makes me glad my wife doesn't watch this stuff. She never, she never pays attention to this stuff, so she's never going to hear about it. <laughs> oh, she deserves to. <laughs> oh um oh. you know i thought like what oh well, i'm sure you've got to get back pretty soon yeah i got another uh, 40 minutes oh, okay cool i thought we yeah, could uh, i told my wife 12 30 12 30 i'd be inside and i got another 40 minutes which to me is 1 30 um yeah yeah you got to be pretty can tired we... at this point Let's talk to to uh, the 
the live chat because it's rare that they've been you know so awesome how was your 2020 should we talk about anything in particular you know i did make a little bit of lists of Mm -hmm. just kind of news uh i'll give you an example my deadpool about murder hornets uh didn't pan out (laughs) um you know amber heard won the case i'm like what uh let's see what else (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh oh for for me uh for me richard corbin died Mm. and that guy's art like blew my fucking mind when i was a kid and still like he's the best airbrush painter in comics I thought, like, I thought when you posted, I was super sad about that heavy metal, right? Yep, yep, yep. When I was, he created the Den, the character's name is Den. Yeah, and one of the sections of the heavy metal movie was based on his comics. And, yeah, yeah, super depressing. Like, the guy was like 85 years old, so it's not entirely surprising but you know you know it was a good run run. yeah Yeah, he had a good run i mean that guy probably made thousands of pages of art so i mean i remember what watching there was some other ones let's let's think about big deaths let's not talk about sean connery but everyone else yeah Um, yeah oh fuck (laughs) well tiny lister tiny tiny lister died like last week that's nuts. Like last week. Oh, uh, Marianne from uh, Gilligan's. Oh, yeah, yeah. That happened today. Last night. Yeah, or today. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's nuts. Uh, Vern Rumsey from Unwound, RIP. Yeah. One of the best bassists ever. You know, good night, sweet prince. Um, oh, shit. Uh, I see a truth seeker in here. What's up, Steve Cambion? Good to see you, dude. Um, Alex Trebek died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, you know, I should have pulled a list. I just didn't want to meditate on that stuff. There were some lousy uh, leavings. Uh, Oh, wasn't John Prine? John Prine, and he died of COVID. John? Yeah. Fucking Prime died. I know a lot of you people don't like classic CMAs. Was he? I I thought like he got sick like two or two three weeks after he didn't did a performance where they were just like, oh no, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, and then two three weeks later he's dead. Whoops. You know. No, I I I actually don't. Wrong. I remember texting. Uh, family and friends, like especially my southern family and friends. Like, hey, yeah. sorry to, you know, <laughs> sorry for your loss. I uh, I do yeah. love John Prine. I know it's a hard people do not dig uh, country music, <laughs> and that's fine. I've got a firm yeah. love for it. Before 1974, there's good country <laughs> music. I will agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Steve Cambion says he needs a bass player. Well, I'll do you one better, Steve Cambion. I've got a baritone electric guitar. So I can do guitar and bass same time. 
Um, <laughs> Navier, yeah, John Prine. Prine with, yeah, exactly, with an N. Um, yeah, like, okay, give me some revelations here, Eric. Like, I didn't want to do this. I really didn't. I didn't want it to come to this. I didn't want us to, <laughs> to talk about manifestations uh, in the new year. The new year is bullshit. All right. We can all yeah. agree. Like, especially, yeah. you know, as as creative people, like I don't look at I look at the 2020 projects being 2021 projects. Now. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't look at it changing, you know. So yeah. what's next on the plate? Oh, man. Right now, it's just a whole lot of like humdrum, mundane shit. Like I'm, I don't even really have art projects that lined up right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of, like honestly, the biggest sort of project I've had is I've been cleaning toys from my childhood. <laughs> I saw that you've got some He-Man. Oh my god! Goodness. I got like 30, 35 fucking He-Man figures with a bunch of other stuff. It's like. It's a gigantic collection I didn't even remember having when I was a kid. Like yeah. I remember I remember parts of it. I thought I had like 10 of them. I had like 35. <laughs> I'm cleaning that shit all up to sell it and it's been like weeks. Weeks of cleaning and like I had to train myself how to clean old toys. So it's the Q-tips and uh rubbing alcohol. Is that It's uh it's a paste made out of baking soda and water and a toothbrush. Right. Because rubbing alcohol would probably take the paint. paint. Yeah. Yeah. But I also found out that if you rub too hard with a toothbrush, it also takes paint off. (laughs) Oh, Steven says uh, he wants to buy his son Castle Grayskull. I was jealous of kids that had Castle Grayskull. Like, I could never afford it. I got a Castle Grayskull. Do you? I got a Castle. I do. And it's got all the pieces. You know, my claim to fame (laughs) was that. I won in a bike race when I was eight years old, a uh, Batman like returns back cave with all the stickers in the wrong uh, places. Oh, uh, that that's still kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> kinda, he had to give it to me because I was I was faster, you know, <laughs> Uh, that's how my Batman Batcave was. I had my uh, the Bat computer screen on upside down, so you, yeah, because you, you could, it was on a drum, so you could roll it, and it was just upside down. <laughs> I, uh, you know, for the holidays, everyone's everyone's always die hard. You know, uh, any Shane Black movie for mm-hmm. cool Christmas movies, and I'm always Batman Returns. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's- Watch Pee Wee Herman and his girlfriend from Pee Wee's Big Adventure throw penguin in a <laughs> in a baby, yeah. uh, you know, carrier out the window, yeah, and just, <laughs> just be dour rich people that yeah. that try to commit infanticide. Oh, it's <laughs> dark. I love it, and that's why they didn't want to give him, you know, Batman Forever. So thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me. We're going to hit the chat here pretty soon. I have half a mind to let anyone maybe join. 
in our uh, little end of the year party if people are into it. Uh, just to chat and shoot the shit. Um, I will say that we have covered pretty much all of my notes. That was 2020, folks. Wow. No. You have, you have much? Mm. You have much more? Not really. Not really. I, I, I think we covered everything I was thinking about. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to make this a resolution thing, you know. But yeah, without canceling everything that came before what I just said, what <laughs> is your hope for maybe January? My hope for January huh? is, I hope things gen like improve a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. I want people to have a little bit of improvement. I want to have a little bit of improvement for myself. So you're talking like health, um, everything, all everything. The above? like yeah, me too. Yeah, I just want everything to get better, even by the smallest of increments. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's 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 a good time to talk about this because like one thing that I've always talked about. Uh, via pragmatic and whatever is you know trials and tribulations mental health and all that stuff um it's been a rough year for that haven't been able to find the exact help uh and to Mm -hmm. be quite honest i don't want to make this declaration but i'm going to because i'd like to be disappointed but i'm going to take some time off alcohol um and gonna follow suit with the Gregorian calendar to do so. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's never a bad idea. Sometimes it's good yeah. to take breaks from stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I have, but it always seeps back in. It's always Yeah. Well, chemicals are hard to hit or hard to mm-hmm. kick, man. Usually you, you get rid of one, you fill it with something else. Yeah, like I went I from mean, I went from smoking to eating. So yeah, I mean I've been you know I've been through a lot and getting rid of dire things you do to your body. But my body is kind of my biggest interest this next year. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, Mary for Christmas. Some you know she's I'm not a big pot smoker by any measure at all. Just never. Yeah like did anything to me anything worthwhile um but when you know like i'll have a little bit with her we're very active and you know Mm -hmm. do things like very body oriented and i found her like a ganja yoga book for christmas (laughs) and i was like we can do this together like ritualize it you know yeah excited by that yeah it sounds like fun yeah (laughs) Yeah, I've also never been yeah I've never been a pot or I was a pot smoker like 20 years ago but I haven't been since had a had a had a had a run-in with some really bad pot back then it was laced with a little bit of something and ever since I just sit and twitch whenever I smoke up I just sit and twitch <laughs> yeah it's, it's fucking weird it's weird. I'm a just a 
already a uh, fervent tinkerer and mm-hmm. like terribly antisocial in the behavioral aspect of like people and so mm-hmm. you know when weed comes around i'm like what do you say well, like what do you mean like what do you mean by that what do you mean you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't trust yeah. you i can't trust you oh. <laughs> yeah yeah you probably don't need that extra paranoia then no <laughs> Um, and I mean, now you got a completely different layer of not being able to share with people. So that's the communal aspect of God is gone. Like, yeah, unless you disinfect the, uh, disinfect the pipe every time you pass. I was never good like that. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to smoke for 20 years now or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I've always just been better alone like left alone and yeah uh or do something physical like you know exercising is great yeah uh you know like like doing something in tune with the body is is great but yeah i'm i'm not yeah i don't want to smoke with other people except for my girlfriend yeah (laughs) yeah i get that She's the only one that gets allowed to see me freak out. <laughs> well, if there's anybody there that's going to be able to like know how to handle it, it's probably her. Yeah. You know? Well, I have to say, you know, <clears throat> and not to do the resolution thing, but yeah, I think, <laughs> I think my spirit was, was a big thing this past year. Um, what I call yeah. 2020 a metaphysical gap year. No. Um, my magical praxis, my, you know, um, kind of philosophical tundras have been very wet and weary and wild and, and nuts. And, you know, I have to treat this past year, although it might seem like a huge pause button on, the somatic reality or the consensus reality or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Like I did a lot of uh, trans-dimensional wayfaring this past year. And, you know, I'm appreciative of it. Uh, But now it's, it's almost like a, a, a siren's call to, to act. Yeah. You know, produce. But yeah. Yeah. How do you feel? Oh, yeah. My year has been trying in a different way. Like, I feel almost like the, uh, the, the, like, I've always treated art as my spiritual center. Like, the daily ritual of drawing has always been the center of everything for me. And it, it was my part of the, the thing that kept me the most sane, but it also, it feels like it was part of what made me more crazy because I needed to be more present for my family than I think I've ever had to be. And it was a weird tug of war between those parts because it's, 
it's almost like we're all now living in like this constant state of PTSD. <laughs> like it's this constant, constant state of just fear and anxiety. And it's felt like the the biggest hard, like the biggest fight was to keep that away from my three-year-old son. Because my wife and I, we both work in the public, like in public. So we have like the general layer of anxiety added to having like this exposure to something that felt much bigger than us all year. This constant sense of danger and this constant need to protect and protect ourselves, protect our spirit, protect everything. And yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this year has just kind of been a lesson in self-defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, self-defense and and building barriers. <laughs> yeah, I know parasocial barriers, parasocial self. Yeah, it's funny to be sequestered. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, to be without interpersonal dynamics and yet still uh, have the inklings and the faults of you know, dealing with people on a day-to-day basis. Like this is unprecedented. This yeah idea of social media within a, you know, quote unquote plagued society. It's yeah. uh, I feel like we all came stronger, tethered, more broadcasted, more together, and yet, you know, fall and falter uh, just as quickly. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't have that physical anchor. Yeah. Well, like for for me, like I go to I go to a job every weekend, and I work at a car dealership on the weekends with a bunch of like twenty year olds, and I'm closer to those people than I've ever been in my life. Like my coworkers are like it's it's like for the most part, I've always kind of felt like I just keep them at, keep coworkers at arm length, but these like, they've been in the trenches with me for the last year. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird to actually like look at people and not want to push them away, but kind of have to push them away at the same time because I can't be six feet away or six, like closer than six feet. Yeah. Like I can't talk to them without masks like yeah you want to embrace and yeah every kind of nomenclature of it like whether it's yeah you want to be attentive to their conversation or you know when hugs are deserved <laughs> like yeah 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 it's like no you, you get a you get a you get an elbow tap even though yeah. that's too close or a nod <laughs> and a you know he saw yeah. uh my father during christmas and mm-hmm. you know they're i don't know how different it is than it would be any other time but there was like a you know when saying goodbye there 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 couldn't be an embrace or something and yeah. i think that like is a absolute metaphor for 2020 mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's like i'm going away to war take a salute yeah. instead of a hug <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's just yeah 
Well, like that's that's one thing that was taken away from me this year was uh, I was supposed to see family twice this year. Like my yeah. parents were supposed to come out and visit us in Portland in May. And then we were supposed to go and visit them in September. And that all got canceled because my parents are 80 years old and uh, 70. And it's like, they're not going to travel. They, they're, they're just going to stay home, which is smart because <laughs> <laughs> they're 70 years old. Stay home. And like, I, I haven't seen my family in over two years now. Like physically, I haven't been in my family's physical presence in two years. And yeah, for the first time, I don't know if in... I. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, it's it's all good. I, I was just gonna say it, it would. I don't think I could have handled like an, like not being able to hug my mom if I did see her. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> yeah, but. we you know. We have different aspects, like just of what bridges us, but what you were saying about, you know, I'm kind of brain farting at the same time, but, (laughs) you know, there was, there was something that made me kind of bark out and it was like the idea that, you know, have, I was also reading live chat, probably confused me, which we'll get to, Mm -hmm. um, that like the, (laughs) Like the, like I don't think I've ever had that true kind of embrace to begin with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to me this is like a run in the park, especially familial, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like in familial ways, I'm like, cool. We don't. All right, yeah. Here's a gift. All right, later. You know. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. but I yeah. want to say, um. Una said, this year, definitely realized I can't return to the same frustrating and unfulfilling professional cycles. Also, Mm. not been able to return to my, quote, quote, former professional passions, which isn't uncommon for many. Yeah. No, I, that's like, that's what I was talking about earlier, Una, was, and it's funny too, but it's also like, against what you're talking about because at the end of the year I ended up going right back to my professional <laughs> tethers. It's almost like this year never happened. Yeah. And I maintained an unsatisfactory job, like I an unsatisfying job. So but I mean my day to day is more my son and that whether that's satisfying or unsatisfying is kind of on its own. <laughs> like, he's a three-year-old. Some days are satisfying. Some days are war. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But, you know, you're fighting for the lineage of, you know, some a person's trajectory. Like, you, yeah. you're fighting for them to grow old. You know, that's yeah. going to be. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful, though. Uh, I can't yeah. even begin to think about what this looks like in a child's eyes. And like, I'm, I'm actually yeah. very like grateful uh, 
you know, to your son, I won't say his name, but you know, that he is young enough to where this can weather and it's not forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I truly hope he forgets this time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I hope that, I hope that this is just a blip that in two years will be gone. But I mean, who knows? knows? (laughs) I, uh, I don't want to get political, but <laughs> it doesn't seem like things are in our favor as far as like working class, art, artistic, uh, you know, people. Well, I mean, new boss the same as the old boss, you know. Yeah. The who oh, had yeah. It right. I wasn't even thinking about the boss. I was thinking like you know policy <laughs> and what's been happening with yeah. the stimulus checks and all that, which yeah. I have. Uh, I need it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Fail me I now. Would, I would like it to happen. Yeah. Or can- canceling student loan debt. That is the, uh, that's that's the, the biggest kicker one. for my family. It's the biggest one. Nope. Um, yep. Well, let's go, you know, to live chat. Let's wind down. Um, I'm going to say Six Sense, Una, Steve Cambian of True Seekers. I sent him a uh, Zoom if you wanted to like jump in and talk a little bit. Um, it's up to him. Christian, it is so good to see you, dude. It's been a long time. Yeah. And uh, I'm really happy you're, you were here. Um, see, Navier, of course. Navier. She, I, I wish I could find them. Okay, so I was on her Instagram live stream last night, but Instagram mm-hmm. does this thing where it like halves who's talking, <laughs> right? And so we got to put our faces together and meld, and it's hilarious. Huh. I'll I'll, po- I'll post the pictures. Um, <laughs> but she uh. You know, there was a full moon last night, and I'm I'm still kind of wired from it. And yeah, last full moon of 2020, which I'm sorry, but the full moons this year hurt more than <laughs> any other full moon. <laughs> um, and she pulled me, you know, a couple of tarot cards. Yeah, you know, say what you will, just about, you know, kind of, you know just tarot in general and like how people read it. I trust Navier. I love, you know, what she says about tarot. Shoot me if I ever Mm -hmm. call it that again. Um, (laughs) But she pulled the Empress and then she pulled moon and I was born on a full Mm -hmm. moon. So I'm, I joke often that I just need to be chained to something. Throw my phone like in the ocean. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like a werewolf on social media. <laughs> uh so that was really fun. Um yeah. But yeah, I can't believe like I'm not going to lie. I thought you know it wouldn't be as prevalent you know as say just kind of a prime time. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, situation, which what is a primetime situation? What I'm trying to say is like doing this, uh, especially live streams, liminal streams, podcasting, mm. talking to people from all different time climates, I guess you could say that, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm almost happy because it's, it's like, if you do it this late in our end, you get the UK people, you know, like just yeah. waking up or yeah. Like, like I Christian still in Australia. Yes, exactly. Australia is like, that's tomorrow. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's, New it's, Year's it's, already. it's already New Year's Eve for them. Yeah. Oh, by <laughs> the way, uh, it's 107. I never said that. Happy fucking New Year's, everyone. It's 107 <laughs> for me, which means it's 1207 for Eric. That means we are officially in New Year's Eve. It's 10 p.m. Oh, mm-hmm. you'll get there, Navier. You'll get there. <laughs> um. But yeah, this is an official New Year's Eve stream. Um, nope. I couldn't be more happy. It. I think this is like, I keep using that axiom all the time, but it's part and parcel to mm-hmm. why I love doing this and why I love connecting with folks. Um, you know, and I couldn't have asked for a better dance partner than Mr. Lamar. <laughs> Uh, it's been a fucking crooked year, Eric. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to express how just fuck twenty 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 has been. <laughs> Let's you know, uh, we can we can uh, we can dance under this umbrella that shades us all about. All this unwar- unwarranted interconnectivity, right? Like we mm-hmm. don't we don't want to connect because of a blah 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 or the situations that happen, but we do. And yeah, this year has taught me. It's been a very gruff, but you know, kind of beautiful year in sussing and assessing people and who they, you know, who they mean to me and my connections. And yeah, it's, uh, it's good. I'm glad we got this Mm -hmm. shit out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a trial. Like I'm closer to my wife than I've ever been. And, Closer mm-hmm. to my son than ever. Closer to the friends that I I consider friends. It's now. Yeah. We'll see how it's definitely been a, a forge. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure she stayed the same. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely <laughs> this has definitely been a forge for for like genuine relationships. You know, <clears throat> it has. Had to let some folks go too, Navier says. Yeah, yeah me too. You know, the, the path of redemption is for everyone. Mm. Uh, some 
or you know, it's a more arduous path path than others. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of stiff learning with that. But you know, at the end of the day, yeah. I just want everyone to be fucking cool. Like we're all good. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. fine. We've all been through so much. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold. Unless you did something real dumb, which they have. Yeah. You know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> um. You know, like the, there's a path to redemption for all of us, me included, for fuck's sake. Like I've no. probably said something stupid or done something stupid or acted out of turn. Which is funny. It's like a nuclear family idea of acting. <laughs> yeah. Acted out of turn. But it's true. You know, people <laughs> people get offended by, by certain things and us having these parasocial relationships. We don't we don't have the interpersonal ticks that we can pick up from each other. Yeah. We don't have the emotive, you know, waves that you know, we saunter in when it comes to people feeling uncomfortable or not. We have words or we have recorded dialogue. And yeah, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a path to redemption to everyone and to everyone. A good night. I love everyone. Eric. You have been so much to me, I must say, this past year. If there's anything I can like, you know, I look up to the amazing work that you've put out this year and the amazing availability that you've had for me and my silly messages or, you know, deep conversations and everything. Like, if there's anything... Uh, Eric, you you're you're one of the brightest parts of 2020. So thank you. Right back at you, right back at you. Uh, All right, now that that's <laughs> over. <laughs> All right, guys, I love you all. We're gonna I'm gonna stop the stream. Um, if you have any crazy questions, like really crazy quit like. The craziest question, like, give me the craziest questions. <laughs> well, like, what color is a stapler? Like that sort of thing. <laughs> we'll go Chartreuse. on it for like an hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it green or is it yellow? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll do both. Uh, anyways, yeah. I want to thank Una, uh, Six Sense. Uh, True Seekers, Steve Cambian, Christian. So good to see you, buddy. Navier, always great to see you. I can't wait to share our half face pictures. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, BG's was here earlier. Um, I think if I'm scrolling back up, yeah, I think that was about it. This is amazing. Thank you guys so much. I hope you all have. A brilliant new year. I hope you're all warm and you get to knuckle and buckle down with the people that you love. 
without worrying about their respiration systems. Yeah. B is down yeah. under, but like, I hope that you just get to cuddle and live in the, you know, small hairs on someone's forearm or chest or eyebrow, like just cuddle, you know, <laughs> I hope you, I hope you get to do that. If you don't, I'm right here. No. <laughs> All right. So that's a that's a very Miranda July New Year. Oh, I love Miranda July. Actually. <laughs> I, love, I love Miranda July. She was in Portland for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wasn't uh, me, you, and everyone yep. we know that was in Portland? Well, right? she wrote a book. With, it's yellow. I forget what it's called. Super yellow. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I, I know which one you're talking about, but I can't remember the short title. stories. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it read is. Miranda July. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to do here is uh, do a little outro. I oh wait, does he remember any of his former lives as a plant or a sea foam? Una asks. <laughs> I no no. <laughs> All no. right, and we're done. No, okay. <laughs> I suppose I, I think Una knows that you. No one belongs here more than you. Yes, thank you, Una. She knew the book. That's the book title for Miranda July. That is it. That is it. Yep. I love that book. I read it in San Francisco after moving from Portland. And I got real homesick for Portland. Yeah. Um, But anyways. Okay. So what am I going to do here? How am I going to end this? All right. Uh, Eric, I love you. It's been a pleasure to serve under the 2020 regime <laughs> with you. Um, I don't know much more to no. say than that. Uh, bottomless no, bag is out. March Everyone, on. Bottomless yeah. bag is out. It's the mm-hmm. perfect answer to the disconnected identity that we all have. Uh, and here's someone that made a communal effort for a communal oracular device it's it's dope it's 470 <laughs> pages right now yours is showing up on tuesday by the way oh i'm so excited <laughs> very excited i love it i'm super uh how do you say stoked okay i love you guys <laughs> i love everyone thank you for showing up this is so much fun eric we got to make this a week. Yeah, it's great. Thing. Just tell tell your. Got to try. Wife. Yeah. Yeah. Tell your wife it's got to be a week. She's thing. cool with night. <laughs> She's cool with right. night. That's right. <laughs> She's asleep right now. So. Oh. <laughs> and you're in the cold car. Yeah, it's only like 35 degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love you guys. We will see you next year. That felt heavy. A lot heavier than it should. (laughs) (laughs) See you next year. (laughs) Fuck the Gregorian calendar. 
2020 never ends. 